Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the WVRX Wake Up Call. It's um, you know we take our time on uh, Monday mornings to kind of huddle up with our leaders and spend some time going through uh, information we we hope and and believe is is helpful in the journey that everyone is taking to grow and build a network and organization within a within a company that's just dedicated to help people, uh, you know, help others, inspire them, and and to help them, you know, understand how to lead and how to grow personally, which is kind of our, you know, if you will, our mantra, our tagline, our mission within the context of the company. And, you know, for our, for us, it's, uh, it's always a phenomenal opportunity to kind of get our week started with various, <clears throat> various bits and pieces of information. You'll, you'll, um, in the event that you're listening to this recorded and all of these calls are recorded and put on podcasts and available in the WBRX University um, for you know continued use on a training uh, basis. But you'll note that uh, we don't have a script. You'll be able to detect that and pick that up pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we don't have, I mean, it, there are times when I have notes and, and use, um, you know, guidelines of ideas and principles that we've been able to gain uh, as we, you know, going through our own journey here. But um, we don't have a script. We just have years of experience and time and energy that we put into helping people literally grow personally and then also grow and develop their business. And we make various announcements as, as need be current as, as to the events are going on now. So today, as we enter in, it's, you know, the second day of, uh, of August. Uh, you know, we, we've got a full month ahead of us of a, a lot of exciting things and, you know, information that, um, you know, is going to be available, but also events. Uh, our first scheduled event for the month and the, the primary focus right now is August the 10th uh, here in Houston, Texas at, uh, you know, at Perry's in Memorial City where we have an opportunity to have a business overview and get together with our group uh, and share the information, uh, myself and Sean and Dr. Jasani and Dr. Patel. We're going to be delivering the information. And, um, you know, I, we found that the uh, events that we're doing are offering very good success in terms of business development, which is, an indication of, you know, what we should be doing more of or less of, and, and that's always positive. And we have some <clears throat> results that have also taken place uh, in the month of July uh, up in um, Fort Worth and up in um, uh, Belton, Texas. And, uh, you know, we, we just have leaders that are you know, beginning to develop and, and be able to, uh, you know, actively go out and promote for a meeting, bring people together, have the meeting put together in such a way where we can come in and and get more and more done, which is exciting. So as we continue to grow our business, you know, Wellness Biosciences Arts is a company that's committed to the different things we've talked about. But as we move forward, guys, into the month of August, you know, we come to the conclusion of this month, and we also have an incentive trip that we uh, announced, I believe it was in late February or early March, that gives people an opportunity based upon business development and volume that they did to you know, enjoy a, an incentive trip that was, that's an all-paid-for trip for them and, and uh, to be able to just have a, you know, go have a good time. We're going to do the first one uh, with, uh, within uh, WBRX at Sandustin. Uh, that's a resort that's out in Florida. We're excited about that. I think it's going to give us an opportunity to fellowship with one another, um, you know, talk and spend time, you know, dedicating energy into the relationships. You know, that's really such a big part of this business. You know, I've learned over time how important it is to really get to know uh, the folks that you're working with. You know, I can tell you that, you know, Sean and I are partners today in large part because of the relationships that we develop 
you know, when we were taking trips and cruises uh, out to the Cayman Islands or out to California or, you know, on the Queen Mary 2, you know, throughout the Caribbean. I mean, just stuff that, you know, is just life memory stuff of our kids, you know, together while they were growing. And, and so today, a lot of what we're doing <clears throat> is we, we really depend upon that foundation, you know, because that's what really got us to where we're at today. And as we move forward, we yet have that opportunity to be able to establish a further and deeper relationship with those people that we're working with. And, and if you haven't experienced that in a professional or work environment, it is a unique it really is a unique dynamic. It is. And you get as much out of it as you're willing to, to put into it. You know, and uh, we've got several on the call that will be joining us uh, there at that trip. I know that Olga's on the call, and, and she did a phenomenal job of doing what was necessary to you know, accomplish <clears throat> the requirements to meet, uh, to meet what's needed to get on that incentive trip and also building a big team and duplicating in her team, which is uh, you know, yet another sign of, of – you know, individual growth, and we're excited about that. Joseph is on the call. He's also, um, uh, you know, met those requirements. He'll be on that trip and uh, excited about all that's going on there. And uh, I know Sarah's uh, working with us, uh, you know, corporately, her and Jeff, and they'll be a part of that trip. Uh, and, and we're just continuing to work and to build, guys, and to grow. We have others that are not on the call that will be a part of that trip as well. But here's the, here's the thing. I mean, when we've set out to you know, lay out the incentive, we said, hey, we want to try to allow as many people to meet those requirements as we possibly can. And we've used those uh, as monthly incentives, you know, incentives to, you know, help, you know, help people not only, you know, have success driving business, creating and building the network, doing more business in terms of product sales, but also, you know, give them an opportunity to continue to make what's required to get on that trip. So one of the things that we're we're doing in the month of August, and we're going to talk with our marketing team about it today, is we're going to extend the, the requirements that we had in July all the way up to uh, August the 15th. Now, we're, you know, that kind of puts us in a little bit of an awkward circumstance because probably, you know, we have the set rooms to meet all of what we, you know, we made, we made the deposit required. We have our set amount of rooms but we're going to go ahead and extend it uh, up until August the 15th. Um, and if there are other people that are out there that you're working with or that are part of the organization that want to meet those requirements up until August the 15th, we're going to allow them uh, to come uh, on that trip. And it's the same exact requirements that we had in the incentive for July. Okay, So if they do 15000 in personal volume, or they do 30,000 in personal group volume, then they will be invited to attend that trip and all expenses paid. And we're excited to provide that. And, and we do have some folks, so just, uh, you know, in all transparency, that you most likely are going to take advantage of that. Um, and and we, we were aware of that. And, and, and when we do that, we want to open it up for everybody. Okay, we want to, you know, we, we try to make sure that we're as fair as we possibly can. We don't try to you know, have something for one person and not for everybody else. That's a big deal for Sean and I because we know how that feels. We know how, to be on, we know how it feels to be on the other side of that, and we definitely don't want that for anybody. So we're going to make sure that that's an open opportunity for everyone, and we will honor uh, our end of the bargain. Whoever meets those requirements, uh, they, will, they will be allowed to come, okay? 
And so we'll be talking more about that. But again, there are a lot of people that are, there are several that I mentioned that are on the call today, but there are some that are not, you know, we know that everybody can't be on every call. And yet we also realize that these calls, as we, you know, had feedback, um, we were just having a little bit of a chat before we started, you know, the recording portion of this, have been very productive for people in terms of trying to learn and trying to get more information and, and just trying to get a better understanding. And I think it always begins with an understanding. So as we kind of move into some information here, you know, one of the things that um, you know, stood out in my mind is that, you know, when you're looking to grow your business, and I know that this is probably not necessarily the, the most favorite subject, but I have found that people that have this unique fashion and manner of being direct, honest, transparent, and, and also, um, you know, constructive, you know, because we're not, we're not in the business of trying to tear people down. It's about building people up. But you can't miss that part of being honest, transparent, and, and, and sometimes that's not easy to do. You know, it's not easy to necessarily tell somebody, you know, that probably wasn't the best presentation I've seen you do. Here are some things that I, from my perspective, that I heard that I would like to, you know, have you just take a look at. I mean, that's not always easy to do, right? And we all have opinions and we all have ideas and we all see the world from our own prism. And, and it's always a challenge for us to kind of see things as other people might see them to try to better understand, right? But at the end of the day, the worst thing in the world you can do is tell people what you think they want to hear so that they stay your friends and not move into a position of, of at least having mutual accountability. You know, I, I'm, I'm accountable uh, to, to my partner, Sean, in, in, in terms of what we're doing to grow the business. And, and there's, there's a mutual sense of accountability. We know we don't have to have uh, someone that gives us a report card every day. It's called the marketplace. <laughs> it's called, you know, it's called, you know, how successful we are at, at, you know, what we're doing in the marketplace is our benchmark. And so that is also true, truthfully, for all of you. Now, we're working together, and there have been many instances where I've just said, you know, because we, we've gone through a lot of personal development. We've gone through the experiences of where we get our feelings hurt or we hurt someone else's feelings. So we just have high-level conversations, and I just say, hey, listen, is there, if there's anything that you see or that you hear that I'm doing, you, you got to let me know. And, and he's, you know, there have been some conversations that we've had where, by God, he's let me know. You know, and, and, I, and I've been able to look back, and, and because I, I have um, a sincere belief that he was coming from the perspective of, of really wanting to be honest with me and share his feelings, but also probably just wanting to let me know what, I, what, he, what he probably thought I didn't understand or see myself. And, and I think there was a level of accuracy there. And that's called, that's called professional accountability, right? Because if I'm doing something that is, that is in his mind not probably where I need to be, regardless of the, the experience that I've had, the money that I've earned, or the results that I've had in, in, in his own mind compared to him, it doesn't matter. I'm still accountable because of our roles and our circumstance as we sit here today. It doesn't change the accountability. And each of you, when you're working with people within your organization, you're, you're to, to a large extent, just like we are, we're partnering with you. Nobody, by the way, is paying you guys to be on the phone here this morning. Nobody, they're, they're, if, if we were paying people to be on the call, we'd probably have a couple hundred people on the call. 
okay? But because people are so indoctrinated into this employee mindset where they're not taking initiative and responsibility for building and developing their own business, then they operate in that employee mindset, and they, it's hard for them to, to, to you know, dedicate time and energy into investment of what will help build something. They're focused on retaining money for their time. And in many cases, that's exactly where they will stay and people stay their entire lives. I was at a, uh, I was at a, a, a basketball tournament with my, you know, with my uh, son and my wife. And, uh, you know, of course, when you get into these tournaments, you, you go out to dinner with the parents, you hang out, you kind of get to know each other a little bit differently, right? And, uh, you know, my wife, you know, Kara was saying, you know, tell me, you know, so how, how was it, you know, when you were talking with these other dads? I said, oh, it was nice. It was good. I mean, these are all dads that are, you know, um, uh, ex-athletes on some level, ex-coaches on some level. Um, but I said, you know, it, the reality is, is that I didn't necessarily have as much in common with them. Not to suggest that, that I have to be with people just like me, but very few of those, in fact, none of those guys, I think I, I could tell you own their own company. And there's nothing wrong with that. They just they work high level corporate jobs and they're executives for other companies and they do well in life, but they're, they, they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily, uh, you know, a serial entrepreneur and they're not necessarily bound by, you know, ideas and principles that support that idea and that concept. And so on some level, you know, they're, what they're interested in is probably a little different than what I'm – the books they read are probably just different than the books I read. You know, I spend time in area of personal development and, and uh, principles of leadership, and they spend time in, you know, drama novels and, and you, know, you know, learning about different brands of – you know, of uh, liqueurs and, and different uh, ideas of, you know, they're just in a different space and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and we all are going to be faced with that when you're building a business with people. When you're building a business with people, you're going to be faced with that. You're going to come across people that have an ideology. What is our ideology here? What, what do we fundamentally believe? Well, we believe there's absolutely nothing wrong with working in a job or working for wages. You can make a great living. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and that's, if that's what people aspire to in their potential life, God bless them. I have no, I have no qualms with that. My children may, may determine that that's the road that they want to take. I don't know. But, you know, then there's another different, a, a different ideology, and that is, you know, there's nothing wrong. You know, working for, uh, you know, working for someone or working in a job, you can make a living. There's nothing wrong with that. You build somebody else's dream, and you, you come home, and you have more structure, um, you know, you have a lot less overall responsibility and, and you, you're paid for a service or the time that you provide to help that company grow. Sometimes it's big companies, sometimes it's small companies, okay? But the alternative to that philosophy, that ideology, is that you can work for profits, right? If you, if you work for, if, you, if you're building or you're working for yourself, you're, you're working for profits. And we fundamentally believe there's nothing wrong with working uh, in a job that, you know, you can make a living. We just believe that profits are better. You know, you can make a fortune. It's different. Now, it's a different. Who is going to work for profits and, and determine that they're going to go out and, and do what's required and necessary to, to have the idea or to have the potential of, of earning a fortune for themselves and their family and, and allow their potential to become what it can become. That's a different ideology. 
And the truth of the matter is, is when people get involved, whether it's spare time, part time, or full time, in a, a direct sales company, network marketing company, everybody is an entrepreneur. Everybody owns and operates their own business. The relationship that we have with you all is that we're owning a company, and you guys own a company within the company. And we try to do the very best job that we can do to lay the groundwork fundamentally so that you can have the very best success that you, that you possibly can have. Now, are there, are there bumps in the road in, in the journey? Oh, absolutely. You know, are we perfect? Absolutely not. Can we do better in many of the areas that, that we, that we you know, should be doing better at? No question. I, I, every day, um, you know, I remember very distinctly what it was like to have an organization and a company, and it's going to be different this time than it was last, that executes and provides, you know, fundamentally every service that you need. When you, you know, whether it's ordering a product, having that product shipped, fulfilled, and delivered. Because the reality is, is a direct, net, a direct sales company is responsible for doing basic things like being able to effectively and efficiently collect money, okay? And then being able to make sure that, that the product is shipped. Collect money, ship product, okay? And then also be able to actively and effectively pay commissions. So I learned in my journey that as fundamentally as that is, there are not everybody is really great at executing those types of operational things. And I'm certainly not. I'm a definitely more of a person that can see a vision of how you can move an entire organization forward to do millions of dollars of, of revenue on a, on a 30 day basis and do tens and, and, and twenties and thirties and forties and fifties of millions of dollars on an annual basis. That's been my experience. Now, in order for that to be effective, you have to have this fundamental uh, organization. You have to have this operational aspect of the company built and developed. And until that is efficient, until that is where it needs to be, it, it is something I, I kind of sit around every day and I'm trying to make calls and have conversations and, and get where we can get to a place where that is as tight as it possibly can be. And we've had ebbs and flows. We've had many, many, many months where I can tell you that there was not one hiccup in receiving money, shipping a product, and paying commissions. Not a single one. And that is to the credit of, you know, the people that we had on board and we've had on board. And, and so we look every day at not only how we can become that tight and that precise, but how we can do it on a scalable basis because I can tell you that when you're talking about a few hundred transactions a day or a week, it's a lot different when you have about 10,000 transactions uh, you know, on a weekly basis or a daily basis. And so we have to make sure that everything that we're doing is scalable so that it can grow. Now, those are the things that are ultimately our responsibility as a company. Sean and I, for the time being, are helping spearhead the growth of the leadership development aspect of the organization. Until those people that we're working closely with start to take on more of those responsibilities, we're in that space. But ultimately, what this will transition into is you'll have a company. We'll always be involved, obviously, in the events. We're not going to be as involved in running those events. Those will be done more so by the leadership in the company. So our mind sees someone like Olga or 
Michael Vandeneer or Sarah Davison or Joseph or Rosa. See, our mind says, what can we do to facilitate these folks to the extent that they look out into the future and they see themselves doing successful business overview meetings with themselves and their group? And, and then duplicating that, in the, to, so ultimately it always begins with a group of people that come together, a core group of people, and that say, okay, let's make sure that we take on the responsibility of doing what? A business presentation. Well, right now, as everybody knows, it's, pro, it's a lot more to do with Sean and myself that we, that we wanted to be more involved with you guys. So we just keep doing it and keep growing and building people down beneath you. I'll just be very transparent. As an example, you've got Joseph, who really came on board with us last year, I mean, you know, through a set of circumstances that, you know, had a lot to do with him seeking the very best opportunity he could have, and, uh, you know, not to suggest that the people that brought him to the table had, had his best interest in mind, but he had his best interest in mind. And so we were working below other people that brought Joseph to us to try to, help in any way that we could facilitate this unique opportunity for a guy named Joseph Pragan, who we saw the leadership skills that if we could work together and just partner together, that we'd continue to grow and develop. And then in some instances, now we can start having duplication go on through Joseph. And then sure enough, Joseph brings us someone like, an, like Olga, Olga Chapman. And now we're working together with Olga, and Joseph is still bringing us new people working together with Olga, and Olga starts to build and develop an organization. She has Heather that comes on board, PPC. She brings Patty to the, day, to the table, PPC. And by the way, she brought a lot of other people to the table that did not get involved. She just didn't stop. And now below those people, you have some opportunities and some growth. Patty Pressure, who came on, who's been a professional salesperson, you know, for the better part of 35 years, worked for Pitney Bowes, did a lot of great stuff with those guys. And now she's got, you know, we've got a whole opportunity with a national uh, company to be able to start merchandising Wellness Biosciences Rx on a very high level. Now, there's a lot that has to happen to pull that together, but here we have leadership in place. You've got Sean and I, and all this is developed because of some people that were kind of hesitant to even bring us Joseph. They had their own agenda, but in spite of all that, here we are. And then above those folks, we still have other people that are genealogically there that we never even see. So what we're responsible for doing, Sean and I, is helping grow this organization until at some point, Joseph is he's he's got these standardized presentations, by the way, that are now going to be available in the back office. We've we've have um, worked over the last I'd say 90, 90 days to refine a business overview uh, that is now available for you guys to use. It's standardized. We've reduced it from about thirty five slides to twenty slides. It says and sends a consolidated message in a in a much more packaged way. And by the way, that's based upon our experience of using those, those uh, re revised slides, simplifying the message, getting it so that it can be more easily duplicated. That's been, that's been our experience, and that's what we're you know, now making available. We, we have always had a good business overview that myself and Sean could, you know, with years of experience, could you know, execute. But now it's a more about duplication in our leaders. So our goal now is to have our leaders duplicating that presentation. Hey, it's our goal for you guys to actually be able to share 
you know, that presentation, because what you're going to like about the business overview presentation is we don't go into all the details of the comp plan. We cover the high points, and then we'll have a designated time when needed for a business overview, I mean, for a, uh, a, a business planning session that will more in detail cover the comp plan. But that's really, you, you can bring people into this business, guys, uh, and they don't have to start at PPC. They can start as a manager, executive, or director. And you'll find that if you understand how the comp plan works, it's always wise to build the structure of your company high and tight. Sponsor people high and tight. They don't have to start with three companies. They don't have to start with two companies. They may get to that point. But bringing people into your business so you get some business development and growth in their first company, and, and, and you'll start to see that that pays a lot more money in your royalties and your residual income. Now, they may build and develop to the point where they become NMDs and PPCs. We understand that. We all want everybody to have the very best opportunity they can. But the, the entryway, the top of the funnel, should be very broad for people to start their business. If it's for $500, $1,500, $3,000, whatever is appropriate for them, it's based upon their contact base. It's based upon their credibility within their contact base and their financial situation. There's no doubt about that. But when they first get started, you can – Walk them through on a Zoom call our business overview that's now available for you in a standardized format <clears throat> that, that they can listen to what you have to say about wellness biosciences as a company, the leadership. They can hear from you a little bit of information about the science with, it, with respect to the endocannabinoid system and how the products that wellness biosciences has uh, can support that. Now, we don't have you know, 10 slides for our products, we have one slide that reflects the, the mechanics and the makeup of all of our products. Does somebody have to see a slide and the details of every single ingredient to make a decision to get involved with wellness biosciences? Of course not. Of course not. All they have to understand and know, truth be known, is the experience that they would have had using the product and then see an overview of, of the efficacy and the idea and the support and the way that the, the products are designed to help more people build and develop a successful balanced endocannabinoid system. And it's supported by medical doctors. And, and, and the endocannabinoids, so a little bit of information about the endocannabinoid system, our solution, and then, and then a, a one slide on the product. And then you've got three or four or five, three or four slides on the, the, um, you know, just the overview of our compensation plan. Now, I can tell you that that's the, the type of presentation that will duplicate if used correctly. So we firmly expect and believe that every one of you that are looking to build a network, that are spending time listening to us talk at 8.30 in the morning on Monday, there's a lot of things you guys can be doing. You're smart people. You're articulate people. You have the experience and the knowledge to go out and do a lot of things. You're spending time with us. So the very first thing that you want to be able to do is you want to be able to hone in on a presentation that you can do yourself. And I recommend that you learn how to do that. And it's about as easy as learning the idea and the concept behind the slide, read the information on the slide. You don't have to do it just like Sean or just like myself. In fact, I recommend that you use your personality. I recommend that you take your understanding of what you want to communicate on that slide. And, and one of the things that I'm going to be doing this week, and I, and I want to um, – I'm going to ask Sean to do the same thing, is each one of us individually 
are going to do a, uh, a walkthrough of that presentation. And I've done it uh, now here, just sitting here in my library. I, it takes me about 20 minutes. And I've looked at it as I've listened to the – I've kind of done it on, on my own uh, recording, listened to the information in the recording, and refined it. Now, after 30 years of doing this, if I'm doing that, I recommend that you do that. I recommend that you record yourself doing the presentation, listen to the information that's being conveyed, and ask yourself a very simple question. Based upon the information that was conveyed and how it was conveyed, would you get involved with yourself? If the answer is anything but absolutely, then redo it and keep working on it. So the better you become at presenting the information, now you can not only do that for yourself and, and potential prospects, but you also have the opportunity of doing it for people within your organization. You know what you've become? A better sponsor. You know what you've become? You've positioned yourself in such a way where you're focusing in on the very essence and the fundamentals of what's required to really build a business. You're not just jacking around with the idea, excuse my expression, of multi-level and blah, blah, blah. No. Hey, if you want to really build a team, genuinely build an organization, then put yourself into the game so that you're the one leading there's an old saying, and I don't necessarily agree with it because there's more than men. Women are much better at this business than men, I, I will tell you. If, you. if you can't tell, we, you know, it's kind of evident in the team that we're building here, right? But here's the reality, or here's what's said. The man with the mic makes all the money. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that, but it does help. It is a value. It is, it is good if you're leading your own call. If you're able to articulate the, what's required to make that work. And you know what? If you haven't yet led a team in this, in, this, uh, in this business environment and you haven't had success building an organization, that's okay. But, but just make sure that you're not giving advice to others as though you have. In other words, don't find yourself trying to train people what you haven't accomplished yourself. If you've never done or built an organization, for example, and I, I'm going back to the information that was conveyed to me when I first started back in 1992. Hey, you know, I, I remember distinctly giving um, the CEO of the company my advice of what he should do to build that organization. He pulled me to the side. I was young. You know, he just said, hey, let me ask you a question. You're advising me. I've done a few thousand meetings and several hundred million dollars of business. Um, what exactly have you accomplished? to position yourself to give me advice. Well, I didn't think about it that way, Ralph. I'm sorry. Next. <laughs> he said, look, no problem. Just realize that you've got a lot to learn, son, before you position yourself to start telling me and advising me of the things I've done. I probably have forgotten more than you know. Well, I had to kind of back up and, you know, in my own, uh, you know, hmm, a, personality, egocentric, whatever you want to call it, realized that he was being honest with me and just telling me the truth. And I had to recognize I had a lot more to learn before I started giving advice and started determining what should happen and what shouldn't happen. Who am I to do that? I didn't have, a, I didn't have a, an experience. I, and, and I saw a lot of other, other people in the journey. And a lot of it was based upon their degree or their education. Or their, no one had actually, the people that I was working with at the time I started this business as a distributor had had that type of success, but we all believed that we had an idea of what he would do because he was just an old country boy that used to drive a truck and, and you know, and, and so we, we thought that out of our level of sophistication and understanding that we could help him and, and the reality was that this guy had gone out, he had gone out previous to starting this company and built a very large organization and had earned millions of dollars and he didn't have the time or the patience or, 
or, or any of that to even go through it. He just was direct with us. Now, in this journey, I, I have um, become a lot more tolerant than I used to be. And Sean sometimes points out, he says, Barry, man, I got to tell you, that guy that you were when we were, you know, following you and running that company got up to 400 million. You were, I mean, there was no doubt who was in charge, what was going on and what time it was because you let people know. Now, as I've grown and I've gone out and, um, you know, consulted other companies, I've taken a bit of a different demeanor, but occasionally I have to ask permission to be direct and honest. And I've learned to do that because I don't want to offend people. And I don't recommend that you guys get yourself into a position of offending people. I just recommend that you have honest, direct dialogue. Because at the end of the day, guys, we're not here building a social club. This is business. And, and you have to treat it like a business. And when you have a friend, I'll just take Sarah as an example. Rosa was her friend. Well, we all want to encourage and lift each other up, but I don't know the relationship that they have intimately in terms of accountability, but I would recommend that Rosa has a certain level of accountability with Sarah and Sarah with that of Rosa, and as they partner together to build their business, they remember what they're trying to accomplish, and if it's not working, let's be honest with each other about what's working and not working, and then go about our business of changing it. And I'm just using them as an example. I have not had this conversation with them. I'm just using it as an example. Joseph and Olga, same exact thing. How about Gail and Joseph? Well, I could go on and on and on about people and who they're responsible. How about Olga and Patty? Okay, I'm just being as direct with you guys as I can. It's not, we don't, when you get involved in this business, it doesn't matter what the past has been. The past does not equal the future. Whatever experience that Patty's had or Olga's had, here at the end of the day, their responsibility is to partner together and figure out what they can do to move the needle in a productive way. And if that means, hey, Patty does a presentation, and Olga listens to her do that presentation after her 35 years or seven years of experience, and she says, well, that was awesome, Patty. Hopefully it was really awesome. And she's not just blowing smoke up her skirt and telling her what she wants to hear. Or if she did a phenomenal presentation, and it worked, and people got involved, and Olga sits back and says, well, I would have done it this way, and I would have done it that way. Well, let's pay attention to what a good presentation is. A good presentation is based upon the results. It's not based upon one person's opinion to another person's opinion. We get all kind of mixed up of playing network marketing and multi-level because we love our own opinions. God do we, right? Let's just pay attention to the results. One of the reasons that we have decided to move forward with a standardized presentation is we decided to not determine whether, you know, I, I, I can see the mindset of an individual that wants to go through each slide in detail and determine whether the messaging is correct without even determining the results that happen as a result of the flow of that information. That's just a mindset. I've seen it before. I've been around the block a couple times, so I understand that, and patiently just move forward Develop a presentation, let it, let it kind of simmer, move some slides around, see how the messaging goes, and then sit back and look at the results. And after you do that for several months and you've done several hundred thousand dollars of business, guess what you're positioned to do? Now have a standardized presentation. And I, by the way, after some of you on the phone have gone out and built an organization where you've done just 50000 in business development in a month, I'm happy to hear your advice. But not until that point. It's kind of silly, isn't it? 
And that, not, I mean, it's, I mean, you're thinking it, you're, you're really putting your mind in the wrong areas. Put your focus on what's required to build a business, and then at the end of the month, look back and say, did you do good or not good? Let's take the month of July. How did how'd that month go for you? How much business did you do? What was your number? At the end of the day, that's all we need to talk about, right? If your number wasn't, if your number was a goose egg, problem. <laughs> You can't really offer advice or information if you've got a goose egg, or let's say your number was just small. Okay, now what do you need to do to position yourself to actually have results and build a business and do a presentation yourself and, and have something that is cultivated in a positive way? Now we can start having different types of conversations. But until then, just stay focused on what you need to do to build your team, develop an organization to have success, and then we can start having those other conversations down the road. Don't allow, as my mom used to say, you know, your Cadillac mouth to override your bird ass. That was what she used to say, and I'm not saying that to you guys. I'm just saying be, be subjective and be objective in your assessment of how you're doing before you start telling other people what to do. That's all I'm saying. And if you ever want to, if you ever have people in the organization and right now, I can just tell you, the people that I, – I wouldn't, I wouldn't even have a consideration of talking about training except for people that are building a business and can show me people that they've brought into the business, that they've gotten them to a point where they're having success, where they've duplicated. I, I point to Olga, not to suggest that Gail – she's gone out and built you know, a new line of business with, with Melissa, and there are other people that she's bringing on now, of course, Dr. Ken Hollis. Again, now she's duplicating – but now, under Joseph, she does have that continued duplication. Joseph has gone out and he's brought on Olga. Now, Olga, because a lot of time, it, you know, Joseph has spent sharing and talking about ideas and things to help her keep focus, which is important. Olga is going out and she's building a business, but Olga has a certain level of accountability from Joseph that she needs too. Whether, you know, whatever that is, being at a meeting on time or accountability, responsibility for all that, that's between those two. But here now, Olga has an organization that she's building with Patty, okay, and she's got Heather, and she's got other people that she's bringing on, and that, is, that continuum of the culture of accountability and responsibility and making sure that everyone's doing what they need to do to build the business, not to determine stuff that doesn't matter. We have all those other responsibilities. We've got, we own the responsibility of, of making sure that we process orders, we ship, fulfill, we deliver, we pay commissions, and then we do whatever we can do to assist you in building a business. But ultimately, your responsibility is called the people business. And the best way for you to become effective at building the people business is start with yourself. Start with your own accountability. Start with what you know is going to work for you and that you've helped other people duplicate. And now you're in a position to really grow and build a successful organization. So guys, I've taken a little bit of time here this morning just to go through some of this. I know without a doubt that if you take some of this information and you apply it, just try it, just consider the idea of taking this information and putting it into, into actual process for yourself, you, you will look at it. it. Just try one time recording yourself doing a full presentation and then see how you feel. Just do it one time and you'll realize, at least I was, <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, my God, I cannot believe I've been out sharing this information. I can't – it was like fingal – it was like my fingernails on a, on a chalkboard the first time I heard myself do a presentation. It was terrible. I had to listen to myself over 
and over. Where did I put my point of emphasis? Where did I try to articulate as good as I possibly could? You know, it's not easy, but I knew in order for me to get as good as I possibly could get, I had to listen to myself. And I just, I'll just take that one nugget, that one little aspect of what I've shared with you here today, and I just want to challenge you guys on the phone. Try to take the standardized presentation that's now available, or should be. If it isn't, right now it will be by the end of the day. I'm pretty sure it's up there. And just take that standardized presentation. It's a business overview, standardized business overview. It's in a locked PDF. And go through each of those 20 slides and then determine how you would convey that message and listen to yourself pitch that information to a brand new prospect. Just do it one time. And you'll immediately know what I'm talking about. You'll immediately get the point of understanding where the rubber really meets the road. And that's listening to what yourself, listening to what you're saying and ask yourself a simple question, would you ever get involved with you? Because if you wouldn't get involved with you, how in the world could you expect anybody else to get involved with you? Not hard, but sometimes hard to do. Whatever's, whatever, it's, it's easy actually to put in the process and easy to do, but whatever's easy to do is also easy not to do. So just challenge yourself to do that one thing and then we'll, we'll see and have conversations with you and, and kind of get some good feedback, really quality feedback on what's really required to make this business work. So with that said, I'm going to turn the call over to my partner, Sean Baker. And Sean, listen, I, I apologize, brother. I took a little bit of time here this morning, had some ideas and thoughts at the top of my head, wanted to get out there. As we move into the month of August, big month for us, brother. And uh, just appreciate you so much, man. I'm going to turn the call over to you. Hey, man, no worries. That's great information. Take all the time you need. That's fantastic. It, it gave me a lot of nuggets and things just that made me, um, you know, you always take me back. I remember the first time you had me, you know, present information and it was recorded and nails on a chalkboard is is, is a, a, a light way of putting it. I mean, it was just awful to hear my own voice recorded, you know, telling stories. I, I looked back and I thought, God, where was I even going with that story? Like, as I'm watching myself and and just you're you're so spot on, and I really encourage. I second what Barry encourages you guys to do, which is record yourself just once. It, it, it's it's look looking back, was it painful in the moment? A little bit. Is it funny as heck now? Absolutely. So you know, because one of the things that that's important for me to remember, and that I want to share with you guys, is we're all a work in progress. None of us are perfection. Even the even medicine. I mean, we're. We're not in the in the medical field, but we're in the wellness field, and we deal with a lot of medical providers. But even these guys with you know 16, 20 years of formal education and practical application, in many cases, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of, 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 of practicing medicine, and I just let the pun out, is exactly that. It's practicing medicine. We are all a work in progress. We're all on a journey. And, and so now I can look back, and am I a perfect speaker? No. Am I a perfect presenter? No. But do I see the beauty of my growth from when I first started in 2002? Man, I sure do. I am way better today as a work in progress than I was in 2002, 2003. I mean, you know, it was awful at times. And, And so even today, my worst presentation today is better than my best presentation from 2002 because I'm on that journey. So I would encourage you guys as it relates to this information, you know, I mean, I look, I look at somebody like Joseph, you know, who hosts these BizPack meetings and has somewhere between, you know, 10 and 200 people at any given event, you know, and he, and he commands the room and he holds court, you know, but this information, this information 
will be new to Joseph. Can he carry a room? Absolutely. Can he fill it with, you know, you know, with, with millionaires and billionaires and politicians? No problem. But the data contained in these slides would be new to Joseph. And so a run through once or twice and recording himself, and man, he'll be game on, right? And, and many of you, I mean, Olga doesn't meet a stranger. She can put her mouth into fifth gear in a heartbeat and, and carry a room and has that gregarious laugh. And Sarah, same thing. I mean, you know, Rosa, I watch you guys coordinate your, your small groups and, and, and just, just really uh, shine. And so now it's just a function of taking your skill set and your gifts and your personality. I mean, Gail, for God's sakes, was, a, was an actual TV personality or, or an actress or, you know, whatever her background is, it's, it's phenomenal. So really now it's about learning the information and the data. And the reason it's important that you guys engage, and Barry, you know, you already said it, but I'm just going to reiterate it. The reason it's so important that you guys engage in this information and start using your voice versus our voices is because you have a role and a value to the company that we don't. And, and mind you, I understand that we have a role and a value that, that maybe you don't, right? There's only one CEO. I get that. Barry Koshu, there's only one CEO. There's only one president, Sean Baker, right? You know, Barry's not the president. Sean's not the CEO. And, and Joseph's not the president or CEO. But, guys, you have to realize that's just a role. When, when we get up in front of a room and people come to the room, if, they, if, if anyone ever came to me after a presentation and said, hey, I really like the information, I love your products, how much money – did you, Sean Baker, earn in this compensation plan last month? I don't know if you guys have ever put two and two together here, but my answer would be zero. If they said to Barry, Barry, how much money, you know, because it's, it's, it's what have you done for me lately? They don't want to know what Barry did in 1999 or what Sean did in 2002. They want to know in this marketplace, post-pandemic, you know, different world than it was 20 years ago, who is having the success today. Well, that's not Barry Koshu, and that's not Sean Baker. That's the Gales and the Olgas and the Josephs and the folks that are, that are putting money in their pocket utilizing this comp plan. So your voice is so important because you literally serve a role that, or play a role that Barry and I don't. You earn money in our comp plan just like they will. So they need to hear those stories. And I'm not saying you walk around with your with your paycheck in your pocket or your deposit slip in your pocket necessarily, but they need to know that it works, that it pays, and that it's lucrative and, and not from, from Barry or I. So your role is extremely valuable. Now, Barry was a baseball player, a very successful baseball player, mind you, uh, won, a, won a world championship with uh, – or national championship with Cal State Northridge. But you guys, if you don't know much about baseball, you know, the perfect pitching strategy – I know a lot of these – these pro teams have, you know, a dozen pitchers in their bullpen. But the perfect pitching strategy of any game is a pitcher that can start the game and go through eight innings. Now, not every pitcher can do that. You know, some pitchers get hot, some pitchers get cold. So you may go through five, six, seven, eight, ten pitchers in a long game. But the ideal coaching strategy is one pitcher pitches eight innings, and then you have what's called a closer. That guy comes in, or gal, you know, whatever the case may be, comes in in the ninth inning. And, again, perfect world, right? This is all on the whiteboard, but a perfect world. The first pitcher pitches eight innings. 
the closer comes in and literally throws nine pitches. Strike one, two, three. Strike one, two, three. Strike one, two, three. And the game's over. If, you know, in a perfect scenario. Now, does it always happen that way? Of course not. But that's the strategy behind a, a successful pitcher or successful game. And I say that as a metaphor to show you it's all about the role you play. Sometimes, sadly, some workhorse of a running back or workhorse of a, of a, uh, of a uh, pitcher does 99.99% of the work, and then, then the running back or the closer, you know, comes in and, and runs one yard and scores the touchdown or comes in and throws nine pitches versus, oh, I don't know, 120 pitches and gets the win, right? But that's what's best for the team. And so everyone knowing their role, everyone understanding their responsibility, Barry has a responsibility to this company, to me, and to each of you. I have a responsibility to Barry, the company, and to each of you. And then you guys have a responsibility primarily to yourself and to that of your organization, and those are different roles, all extremely valuable, but they're different roles. The other thing I want to share with you guys as we almost conclude here today is just knowing the phases of the business. And, look, i got to tell you, I, I completely agree with Barry. I remember coming in, running a you know, $88, $90 million division of a, of a $19 billion company for Enterprise, and then coming over, seeing the presentation, getting involved, having just a little tiny bit of success, and then thinking I was going to tell everyone how to go to the next level. Well, that wasn't true. That wasn't accurate. I'd never done millions of dollars of business, tens of thousands maybe, maybe, but never millions of dollars in this space. Now, do I know how to buy and sell cars? Sure I do. I did that as a living for many, many years. I bought, I probably literally bought and sold maybe 100,000 cars. If not, definitely, you know, high 70, 80,000 cars. But had I ever made a penny in network marketing? No, not a penny. Had I ever made a penny in the wellness industry? Nope, not a penny. So I had to learn a new industry. I had to learn a new skill set. I had to apply my old skill set. And then I had to listen to those around me. I tell you, I don't hang out with – I've met two billionaires in my entire life. But I would tell you one of the quietest days you would ever see a guy like me, and I'm a talker. I know that. I'm a talker. But if you ever see me around a billionaire, I don't have anything to say. Because I want to listen. I have two ears and one mouth. And if I have the privilege of spending an hour, a cup of coffee, or maybe a, you know, a long lunch, I don't have anything to say because I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I want to listen and I want to absorb. So, of course, I'll speak when spoken to and I'll be cordial and I'll be polite. But I'm not trying to hold court or carry a room when there's folks that have got what I want. Now, if someone asks me a question and I can be of value to them, of course. I, I, that's what we're here for on the planet. That's what we're here for as a human race. But as it relates to business, when I get in a room of people that have or have achieved a level of success that I want, I'm just going to listen with both ears and try my best to keep my mouth shut. So, so I, I want to say all that and agree it, but I want to also add one thing and say, guys, you can be good at the business in phases. So as an example, maybe you're a great promoter. That, that's what I was in the beginning. Barry will tell you, I was pretty darn good and pretty darn consistent at bringing people to the meeting. But that's it. I couldn't close them. I couldn't present the information. So I could give a class, right? I literally could. I could get up and give a testimony or a presentation 
on how to get five to ten people to come to a live meeting every single week. I could get up and talk about it for 30 minutes, and I could teach others. But then if they said, well, that's great, how much money, you know, how do you, can you help me close them? No, I can't because I wasn't doing that at that time. I was bringing them to the meeting, and I could tell you all about that. But then the meeting or Barry or my sponsor, Paul, or, or Lou, somebody was helping me close the business. So I would have to defer to them on that phase of the business. But I could talk all day long about how to get people to come, right? I know people that were great at retail. And so I would be doing thirty to $60,000 a month in business. And when someone would come to me and say, hey, can you help me? I want to have a goal of retailing $1,000 a day. I Sadly, I had to tuck my tail between my legs and say, hey, I can't really help you with that. Let me let me let you talk to, you know, Michael, or let me let you talk to Gail or Olga because I'm not really very good at retailing. And I'll tell you, guys, for someone as, as, you know, type A as I am, it's hard for me to say that. So I would have to humble myself and say, look, if you want to write $60,000 in sponsorship business, I can help you because I've done that three months in a row. If you want to retail $500 a day every day, I can't really help you. Let me get you with somebody that can. So I had to learn how to do that because I didn't like saying that, right? So I had to learn how to retail, and I had to learn how to sponsor, and I had to learn how to bring people to business. So it's not that you don't have value when, when you're doing great things, but don't, but don't let success in one area of the business elude you that you're having success in maybe in another area of the business where you're frankly not. And maybe you are. Maybe you're having success in all areas of the business. I'm not having this conversation with anyone particular in mind. I'm just saying I was good at the things I was good at, and I was not good at the things that I wasn't good at. And sometimes my, my opinion of myself would get clouded because I was good at bringing people and sponsoring. So then I wanted to be the authority on everything. Well, that wasn't true. It just wasn't true. Like golf is a great example. I'm a very good putter. I putt very well, but I don't hit my driver very well, and I don't hit very long. So if a novice golfer wanted a little bit of, you know, un, you know free advice from an amateur about putting, I, you know, I feel comfortable giving them a little putting advice. If they want advice about how to hit 300-yard bombs off the tee box right down the middle, I'm just not their guy. I can't do it myself. So I'm not going to turn around and try to coach someone on that aspect of their golf game. And we have to remember that in business. The last thing I want to conclude with, guys, is just Barry says it all the time, but why people do what people do, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't take that class. I just tell you, I lent my son, who I love very, very much. He's 26. He's, he's my only boy, and I love him with all my heart and soul. And I lent him a little money to be able to, you know, put a down payment on a house. And we have had, I'll just say, I'll just say we've had challenges staying on a payment schedule, and we've had challenges collecting payment in a timely manner, right? But then I, I spent, lent my daughter the same amount of money to put down on a Jeep when she graduated college. And my, my same daughter, same biological parents, raised in the same home, cut from the same cloth, but, man, are they different. My daughter pays me $250 per paycheck twice a month to, to repay me for her Jeep, so 500 bucks a month. She's going to have that debt paid off in, in, in less, probably about a year, maybe less. My son, God bless him, he only is supposed to pay $200 a month. He is behind consistently and habitually, and, and it'll take him 
I, I don't know how many years to pay that back. And I'm always saying that because, one, I made that as a choice, conscious choice, to, to help out both of my children in a way that I thought was appropriate, and we, we cut a deal, and it was a way that I thought would teach them some responsibility and a little bit about the real world, right? But, but can I tell you why my daughter makes double payments and my son is habitually two or three months behind? No, I can't. Same mom, same dad, same high school, same teachers, same college even. They both went to Texas State. I don't know what makes them different. They're just different. And I have to know that. I have to see that. I have to be able to be honest, as, as Barry said, tough love, honest love, and be able to be, you know, transparent, share my feelings with them, and, and, and try to keep them, you know, on track. So with that, guys, I would just tell you, you are of great value. Many of you uh, are, are valuable in three, four, five areas. Some of you are more valuable in one area than another, and that's okay. It, it, that's what it takes to have the team be a success. Barry is, is, you know, we're honored and we're privileged to have him leading the company as the CEO. I'm certainly honored to, to play my role the best I can as the president of the company. But, guys, you as field leaders and as earners in this compensation plan, your role and your value is immeasurable. So please, you know, learn these presentations, wave the flag proudly, share your successes with people, and let's go out and have a phenomenal August. Get trip qualified, have a great time, and let's go out and make some money this month. So with that, Barry, thank you so much, and I kick it back over to you, sir. Hey, great job, Sean, as always. I know, you know, I listen to what information, you know, you're you know, you're sharing with everybody on the tail end of, of the uh, previous uh, segment that I did. And I have to tell you guys, it's a lot, a lot of wisdom and experience that goes into, you know, taking this stuff and kind of putting it, it uh, out in such a way, some of it based on our experience and some of it based upon what we're seeing and hearing. And, and just want to really end with an encouraging uh, word. You know, we, we know that this is not the easiest thing that you've ever done. And it's often been said to me, this is the most difficult thing you'll ever do in your life until you learn how to do it. Then it becomes the easiest thing. And what we mean by that is that there's a lot of repetition, there's a lot of work, and, and, and that, that isn't for everybody. It's probably only for people that are listening to us at 8.30 in the morning on a Monday morning that, that would even consider or, or remotely have the idea of going out and building a successful organization, a company that throws off millions of dollars of revenue where you have a phenomenal royalty of residual income, it is a counterintuitive experience. Let's just face it. Being an entrepreneur is not mainstream. It's only for people that want to have this unique opportunity of, of directing their own compass, being able to determine how their life ends up, not on the basis of what other people should, should, um, you know, should calculate, but based upon what they're what their value is in the marketplace. That is a unique experience by itself. But when you're coming together with other people, you know, it, it can be challenging because people are, it's a commodity. It's a unique dynamic. It's it, one day it's up, the next day it's down. We have all kinds of stuff that goes on. But the, these, these calls offering that transparency and that information that really lets you know what has to happen only can happen at different stages of growth. We would have never been able to have the call that we had this morning a year ago. People just weren't prepared to hear it. They weren't even, in a, they weren't even in, in a remote idea of being in a position to listen to it. We're now in a leadership development phase, 
And I promise you, there's a huge amount of value as you're building your organization, as you start taking on these responsibilities that we've been talking about, there is so much reward. Yes, a lot of it is money, but a lot of it has to do with the relationships and the transitions of leadership that you've been a part of. Uh, and, you're, and Sean's right. There are always different timing, different stages. You may be good at one thing and not so good at other things. You may have to you know, dive in and, and lean more on your strengths than some of your weaknesses. We understand that. But as time goes on, where much is given, much is required. And the more success you have, the more that we're going to ask of you uh, and do it in ways that we hope are adjusted to where you're, you know, what you're prepared to manage. So with that, man, I, I just appreciate you guys. Appreciate your time tomorrow at six o'clock. Yes. Tomorrow at six o'clock, we're going to do the first um, zoom call for the month. That's going to be uh, really led by brand partners and Sarah Davidson's going to host that call, but it's you guys that are going to lead and offer phenomenal testimonies. Remember back to the first time that you experienced Metered Plus. Remember back to the first time you experienced Balance or the Remember to Sleep or any of the products that you experienced and share that story as though you have told it for the very first time. And invite as many people as you possibly can to get on the call and see the value of listening to that call listening to each other's information. And if you just posture it and put it together in that way, you'd be stunned and amazed at how effective a testimonial call is to bring new people to. Remember, it's about the new people. It's not about the existing people. It's about the new people and information that would attract them to hearing more about the opportunity within Wellness Biosciences. Right. So with that, guys, thank you so much for your time this morning at 830 and uh, we'll, see you, uh, we'll see you next week in the same time of this call. And please uh, tune in to tomorrow evening's call at 6 o'clock so that you can see and hear the value of that information as well. So with that, guys, uh, God bless. Have a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.